0: Hi I'm Campbell and hi I'm Holly. Welcome to Get With The Programme, the podcast for people who like listening to people talking about television.
1: This week is a great chat that I had with uh, Carl Warner who is MD of Electric Grey.
0: Did you talk about the name Electric Grey?
1: We didn't actually.
0: It's a sweet story and hopefully not apocryphal but (laughs) Um, I believe it's named after his dad, who was called Ray and was an electrician. Oh! And I always just thought it would just sound as cool, like electric Ray. Yeah. I just think like what, like a laser. There's it nothing like cooler than signs. lasers. Yes, but it's it's both cool and lovely.
1: Oh, just like Carl.
0: Indeed. Um, well, we've got some reminders to go through. So you only have three weeks, twenty one days ish, give or take. Maybe it was like three weeks in the in the loose sense to finish your applications for our two talent schemes the network and once the watch if you're looking to break down the tour of TV and bring it down from the inside there's no better way to do that than uh, apply for the network uh, if a career in television is something you've been dreaming about and you don't know how to go about it and how to make it happen for yourself and you're passionate about TV the network is for you and if you're already working in the industry and you've already established yourself as a a pretty big deal and pretty awesome and you've been working in the industry for at least three years then once to watch is for you and you can find out more about all the benefits of those schemes and how to apply for them um, at tvtalentschemes.co.uk and we wish you the best of luck we hope to see you um in Edinburgh we'll see you before then though because we have like, an interview process we did not just go hey we'll see you up there but please do rate and review us um, if you are enjoying the podcast and you can follow us and find out about guests as the podcast gets released at get with Pod.
1: And in the meantime, uh, do enjoy this chat that I had with Carl. We talk about Big Breakfast and his mum essentially trolling him via the post um, and a really just great chat and use the powers of your imagination to think about how great Carl's magic trick was. Because I can assure you it was fantastic. Um, enjoy, and we'll see you next week. So, uh, Carl, what was the programme that made you want to work in TV?
2: The programme that made you want to work in TV was probably uh, either the Big Breakfast or TFI Friday, um... Probably The Big Breakfast. I I used to watch it as a kid when Johnny Vaughan was on it, and it was the show, like everybody says, that made me late for school. I used to love Vital Statistics, uh, and uh, Carpet Monster, Giant Baby, all all those characters, and it looked like the best fun they were having. and creative and, f- and funny, um, so yeah, probably the big breakfast.
1: And did you have a sense that TV was something that you could go and do as a job, or was it kind of later on that you realised? No, that
2: not was at easy? all. Really, it wasn't until I was at university. I, I, I've um, never even occurred to me that you get a job in television. Um, my mum was determined to uh, get me to go and do something in the city or or, or be like working politics. I did a politics degree, and when I left university, she would very subtly just send me application forms for the Home Office without any sort of, <laughs> it was, it was, oh, genuinely, they would never. I wouldn't even get a note, I would just get uh, a letter from the post, i think, oh look, I've got a letter from my mum, that'd be nice, and I don't believe it'd just be an application form for the Home Office. Um, so I think she was a bit disappointed uh, that I didn't, get, didn't do that. Um, but yeah, no, it never occurred to me, and um, I did I did a bit of work experience um, for Sony, uh, the Sony Music Awards, Radio Music Awards, and I quite liked the kind of atmosphere and the show business yeah. uh, sort of vibe about it. Um, but yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't until I met a director um, doing doing some work experience with my mum, funny enough, and uh, she suggested I would get into television. And I did some running work, uh, some holidays, and uh, I loved it um, mostly because of the kind of culture. I, I was dreading going to like work in a bank um, mm. or. And a law firm or something where it's much more corporate and dry yeah
1: and what other things was sort of little carl warner watching when he was growing up what kind of challenges
2: oh, would i, oh, I love okay? i don't have a lot it's used a uh, funny because whenever i see joe mace i always say i used to watch joe mace on the telly when i was young uh which makes him feel older um <laughs> although he's probably yeah uh but what i i loved i love things like quantum leap and um and i love jerry lewis or those old reruns um and uh, when I was really young, yeah, like going live, um, TFI, uh, when I was sort of in my teens. Um, but yeah, I sort of I loved I loved those I loved Murder She Wrote bizarrely. Oh, I, uh, love Murder, I loved Murder She Wrote. I loved the music, and um, but it's funny I never watched telly and thought I'd love to make it. I just sort of I'd watched a lot of it, but uh, and like the A Team and all the sort of usual things. Yeah. So not not many entertainment shows actually. I don't remember. Surprise, surprise, used to watch my 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 Dante uh, my And um, we used to watch it on a Sunday evening and we'd cry loads. <laughs> we used to love it. We used to love just crying together about it. Uh, yeah, so that was quite sweet. Um, but it's funny, I never I never thought of telly as a career. And I think, looking back now, and the reason why I love television still, is because when I watched things like The Big Breakfast or Tear Fight, everyone looked like they were having such a good time. Yeah. Um, and... I suppose I never thought that was a job. I thought like, there's no there's no work. It don't pay for do that today. Um, so yeah. Well, and um,
1: what's the program that you're most proud of working on?
2: The program I'm most proud of working on, probably I was thinking about this. It's probably Big Brother, and it's probably uh, the series when Chantel was. Um, uh, faking it as a celebrity, who then obviously became a celebrity. Yeah. Um, I was the senior, I think I was the senior task producer on it, and I was the live producer on it, so I was doing two jobs. But I think I'm most proud of just because almost, I think every day was unmissable, and the whole country was talking about it. And I, I was sort of uh, a big part of the creative, um, along with people like Sharon and Paul and Claire and those guys. That, um, and uh, But I, I felt like right at the heart of something uh, that everyone was talking about, and the work was really good, like, it was sort of bonkers, Um, every show was just, like, unbelievable, Um, so I think that, and I think it was also, like, a really um, good experience for me, in terms of, like, learning about how, you know, ideas are developed and then executed in a really short turnaround time, Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think I'm most proud of that, I mean, there's other things, like, shows that, perhaps a bit more, like, Junior Doctors, or I loved, you know, Undercover Princes when we did that because it felt sort of really ambitious. It was one of the first things I commissioned when I was at the BBC. But but, um, but probably Big Big Brother. I probably should say something about Electric Ray, one of my shows at uh, Electric <laughs> Ray. But I think the early, earliest sort of shows that I've worked on I felt really proud of.
1: Yeah. Was the, was that the series of Celebrity Big Brother that had Preston yeah. from The Ordinary Boy? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And that, and uh, Preston and Chantel... Uh, got together. Yeah. Um I think they got married afterwards but then they divorced sadly. But um no, it was just properly bonkers. Like every day something extraordinary would happen. Um like if you get like um uh, what's his face? Donny, Dennis Rodman was in that series. Oh yeah. Barrymore was in it, like George Galloway, like it was incredible. Oh that was um, the cat series. The cat, the cat the cat yeah, that was a task that I did with um Sean who works with Sean Barry works with us here. That was something we came up with. Um and uh yeah, yeah, the cat. Yeah. George Galloway being a cat. Did you ever
1: imagine when you set that task that that would become sort of a real foot? Sort of in iconic. Case?
2: Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. bizarrely, like it came about because we were um, we we're talking about different tasks they could do, and um, we'd noticed how seriously they took the task, which was great. Um, like no matter how ridiculous, and um, and we were doing a science-based task. Just generally, it was like science themes, and so I suggested that we get them to see if you can talk to animals whether there's a, a sort of telepathy because like, I thought it ridiculous and actually we thought it would be really funny them just staring at a goldfish I think it was called like Barry or something and trying to talk to Barry just get a funny scene like uh, or, or image um, and then and so that was the idea can we get them to talk to animals and then we'll get them to role play and then Sean wrote a load of different uh, sort of scenarios and so when he was doing the cat he was actually <laughs> he was actually reading a script that we had written for him <laughs> so he was sort of like playing at this cat but he just did it in such a bizarre way yeah I mean that's the thing about like all good ideas or creativity is that you have an idea and you you, you hope it might be one thing but then it has a life of its own it, it, it takes you know it catches fire and becomes something completely different, and I think that's when it's really exciting. Um, and that's when television, like for me, I've been really excited. about. like, you know, if you overmanage it, or you, or if if the idea you have in your head is is the idea that sort of happens on the te- on the telly, it's often not doesn't somehow work. Like it's, it can be it can be great. Like and sometimes people will go, I had this vision, and that's exactly how. It but I, I I sort of think it's best when it s- still surprises you, uh, or someone else will add something to it. And then it takes a completely different shape. Um, so, so yeah, you just like uh, no idea with that that particular particular idea or task. Um, and the same with lots of other, you know, developments or commissions, series. Um, they, they, you know, if if you overmanage creativity or overmanage ideas, I think the sort of sparkle goes out of them. Um, but if you allow them to be oxygenated by lots of other voices or things, then they become really exciting.
1: Yeah. And what's your kind of go-to activity if you know you're kind of stuck in a bit of a rut and you need to go get some creative juices flowing?
2: I think like for me personally it's always if I'm if I'm when I'm least creative is when I'm tired stressed hungry I'm terrible <laughs> I'm hungry. Um and I or I haven't had enough sort of stimulus i.e. like I haven't watched enough other TV shows or adverts I mean it's a classic thing that all creators will, will probably do Um and I think you know you just need to be stimulated so if you're not being stimulated and you're not feeling your best physically genuinely i, I really believe that if I, like I said if i'm hungry or tired you know i'm never correct so resting and then getting lots of stimulus is always the best way i think then to have new ideas
1: yeah and you've done quite a lot of programs that have obviously got a lot of participation in like um big brother and i know you worked on strictly yeah if you could be on a sort of contestant on any big sort of entertainment show or small entertainment show what what do you think you would enjoy
2: most I always fancied having a go at, like so Total Wipeout because that looks a laugh and hard um, or I suppose Ninja I don't think I'm fit for, no I mean I'm definitely not fit enough for Ninja Warrior um, uh, or even like The Jungle would be quite good doing yeah. I'm a Celeb I think all the bugs and stuff like that um, I'd like to have a go at uh, so if they ever do an Edinburgh special <laughs> of Total Wipeout or I'm a Celeb because you're in Australia beautiful lovely yeah. I'd like to do that um, but I don't, I don't like, I don't know, street would be quite fun, because it would be quite a like, good to learn to dance, wouldn't it, but I think I might be shit, and I, I I do that thing where I, when I dance and I think I'm good, I make a face, like, I think I'm good, so it's really embarrassing, like, look at me, I think I'm really good, um, but I'm not, uh, so I think that would be embarrassing. I did get asked to do Big Brother when they did Edinburgh, and I was quite up for it, and my wife said, no, you'll make yourself look a dick. Um, so I didn't. I uh, guess
1: you'd be too close to it as well. That you kind of know.
2: Yeah, I think that's true. Maybe you, you kind of you're 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 trying to second guess, or oh, they're doing this because they want us to do that, yeah. which is always the worst type of person in any show. Um, but uh, no, I, I think Vic just my wife just thought I would embarrass myself and oh. her, and that wasn't. No, you don't know. Uh, no, exactly, fair. exactly.
1: Um, and this is my sort of non TV sort of random question: Do you have a party trick?
2: I do. <laughs> I'll show you it. It's not very good for... Uh, no,
1: not good for audio. It's not good for Paul's
2: podcast. Here's
1: my We shirt. can, can describe it though.
2: An ordinary piece of rope, Holly. Just an Ooh. ordinary piece of rope. <laughs> <laughs> Ma- uh, say amazing that <laughs> amazing. Was, amazing. It was amazing 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 what a brilliant party trick do you want to describe your party trick for the
1: podcast <laughs> yeah
2: oh. i got a, a floppy piece of rope and i made it go stiff yeah. Uh, um <laughs> that sounds yeah 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 um uh I, 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 i've got my little genuine i have it in my office again my wife wouldn't let me keep it at home but it's my box of magic tricks i had from her as a kid and so spilling out of it are silk scarves and yeah, um, different magic coins and whatnot. And so uh, I used to, when I was a kid, I used to love doing magic. Yeah. That would, be, I suppose, be my party trick.
1: Well, you were you a bit of a showman
2: when you were younger? Nah, loud loud idiot, uh, rather than a showman. Uh, <laughs> attention seeker uh, is probably a better <laughs> way of putting it.
1: Um, and what's the programme that you wished you'd worked on?
2: The programme, I think probably TFI, um, or Big Breakfast. Big Breakfast. Um, as I said, I just think they were... I i I think that like those shows were for a generation of T V producers absolutely uh, crucial in terms of their development as uh, brilliant sort of producers and directors and writers and whatnot. And and I missed out on that that period and, and Big Brother was a kind of similar show in that it was a daily show that had Tier Five wasn't a daily show, but Big Breath was a daily show, that had a really high turnover of ideas. Um but I think yes yeah, so a Tier Five Big Breakfast just looked like a brilliant place to kind of be able to express yourself creatively and take risks like from all the people I've met or worked with um, who worked on that show they all talk about how they were sort of encouraged to think really differently or you know if they had an idea that morning they'd be out the afternoon sort of trying to make it work. Um, I think that's when telly feels really exciting Um, uh, when you're given sort of freedom and support to as uh, I said, express yourself creatively and stretched, you know, not, not not just sort of like do what you like, but really pushed hard and, and, and I think, you know, again, everyone I spoke to at uh, working on Big Breakfast, they say it's hard, you know, and I think hard work's really important, you know, it should be hard in some ways, but still really, really rewarding when you get to, as I say, kind of express yourself creatively. Yeah,
1: and what did you think of TFI
2: when they back? I loved it, yeah, I loved it. Um, yeah, it was like proper nostalgia fest um, and, uh, yeah, I loved it. I loved it. I mean, I, I, again, I wish I'd been able to work on it. I should have. I should have emailed them, shouldn't I? To see yeah. if I could have gone and done like a, a placement in the runner what or a something like that. I loved it. I, yeah, and no, I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was brilliant. In that, it, um, it managed to sort of retain all of those. Uh, it didn't. It didn't. It hadn't lost its sort of cool. Funny enough, like mm. it's still brilliantly like. Yeah, it's amazing.
1: Yeah, and. Um, are there any other programs that you think are kind of ripe for bringing
2: back? No. Do you think Big Breakfast would work if it came back? I don't know. I mean, I, I, I personally, as a creative, as a producer, I don't really want to bring back those yeah. shows. I want to, it's about the new for 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 us and you know for Electric Ray. We're, we we you know want to find the next Big Breakfast or the next TFI yeah. and we look forward. Um, and I think creatively, like of course, you sometimes look backwards to be inspired by uh, those shows, but. I think creatively want to be sort of telling a new story. Um, and I know those shows do brilliantly, and the audience really love, you know, when they're rebooted, you know, Crystal Maze or TFI. Mm. Um, I think they doing Prices Right, aren't they? Yes. Uh, yeah. and, um, and
1: Supermarket
2: Sweep. And, 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 and I, I totally get that. I, 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 fi- I find, and I don't know whether that's driven by the audience, um, desire for that nostalgia, or um, a slight kind of feeling that creatively we're not, we're not at, at the races, you know, like we're, we're sort of, um, we're kind of t- like worn down by the challenge of finding the new, like, and developing the new, and that is hard, hard, hard. Um, and when you have the, a choice of something that's new and risky, um, and of course, like, bringing back old shows is risky too, but it's at least known it has some value. Um, I think when you're, when you know, it's it, It's not an easy decision, but I I can understand why sometimes people go, let's do that one, we'll reboot it, we'll put a different new new talent in it, and that's, of course, risky in in a sense. Um, But I think finding the new has to be certainly our our number one priority, and and I I suspect it's everybody else's, uh, mostly their number one priority. So, yeah, Yeah. all about the new, Holly. Good. Yeah. What's
1: what's the newest electric ratio that you can talk about that you're... Really well the one we announced
2: well. recently called uh, alone at home um where we're going to take a um, uh, ordinary British family made up of say three or four kids or maybe not that many two or three kids aged between eight nine and sort of thirteen fourteen um and for a period of time the parents will leave those children will rig the house mm. and we'll watch as the kids um, cope with getting themselves up to, for school or not mm. alone um, f- you know, cooking, feeding themselves, washing their clothes um, and it's driven by or underpinned by this um, uh, feeling that there's an over-parenting culture uh, in Britain and elsewhere around the world actually. Um, And uh, lots of scientists or psychologists, uh, child psychologists, are saying that the rise in mental health issues amongst adolescents in particular is linked to that helicopter parenting, um, the mollycoddling of children is meant that they're not quite as resilient um, uh, and able to cope with life. Um, so what would happen if if we gave them more autonomy, allowed them to uh, experience more independence, um, would they be just as safe um, and are they just as responsible or more responsible than we, we give them credit for? Um, so I think that's a really interesting, exciting new show we did for Channel 4. Um, uh, all the other ones are hot in development, Holly. <laughs> I probably can't say about them, but um, but yeah, that's good.
1: And has um, Alone at Home gone into production yet, or is that still?
2: It's in pre. It's starting pre-production soon. Yeah. Oh fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So it's really interesting. So, and it's with um, Lucy and uh, Kelly at Channel Four. Oh,
1: brilliant. Yeah, right. excellent. Yeah. And um, just going back to risk, what do you think is the biggest risk you've ever taken in your career that either has paid off or hasn't paid off?
2: I, I mean, starting your own company. I think. Um, I loved working at the BBC, and I've loved working at other production companies, Um, but I think going out on your own, I mean we're we're lucky in a sense because we're in a partnership with Sony, so we have a certain amount of security, but that said, we still have to make you know, the, the, the P&L work, um, we, we still every day sort of have that fear that I'm sure every other producer has, which is like, how are we going to pay for everyone and when's our next show coming from? Um, so I think that, for me, has felt like a really risky uh, venture, you know, to kind of leave a quite secure job um, and uh, go it alone with Meredith and, and the team here. So, um, and whether it's paid off is uh, to be continued. Uh, I mean, it. I mean, well, it, we're loving it and it's really, but you know these things take sort of I suppose six or seven years to kind of find out whether they're working or not um, so yeah, good. that'll be it, Electric Ray <laughs> um,
1: And what's the programme that you're absolutely loving watching at the
2: moment? Uh, at the moment the show I'm loving watching is The Night Of, I, I, I think the most people you work, talk to who work in Unscripted will probably very uh, seldom say that they love a unscripted do you know what I mean like mm. not that they don't like those shows but it, it feels sometimes a bit like work so I love watching dramas like everybody else um, but yeah The Night of On it's on H- it's HBO it isn't it HBO, yeah, yeah 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 so we're only into episode 5 or something but it's incredible the uh, what's his name the the lawyer who's also in The Big Lebowski he's brilliant in it have you watched it no not yet oh, I have got to watch the, like the first 5
1: minutes yeah. but I love Rizama, yeah. so I'm he's amazing, watch
2: yeah. it. I think yeah that and I still watch um uh, match a day every week uh, religiously uh, but yeah
1: any other big sort of dramas that have absolutely knocked socks off well,
2: the line of duty like line of duty recently narcos and those things um, uh, I saw sort we of started watching dr. foster sex I didn't love that as much I loved the first series um, I think I want to talk about what, what entertainment shows I've been really impressed with or, or actually watch that that um, what was the uh, what was it called? Um, my week as a Muslim I thought was interesting last night. Um, uh, as a sort of idea, it was an interesting yeah. idea. Um, I quite like that. Um, and Love Island, everyone loves that, and mm. I love that. It was excellent. Um, it's it's hard, isn't it? Like I said, I think people working unscripted they they tend to in their spare time gravitate towards um, uh, you know dramas yeah. because it feels more like a rest. Um, but I love. I still love X Factor. I still love Strictly. Um, I don't get to watch them as religiously. Um, yeah.
1: Um, I guess. So, what would be your sort of shows that you would advise people to watch if they were wanting to get into sort of entertainment TV? What are kind of the big pillars of entertainment TV that um, you think people need to really get into? I to mean,
2: I, 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 don't, I. wouldn't say. I mean, I think it's important you watch as much television across the board as possible um, because there would be something in. A factual show or a yeah. documentary that might inspire an idea for an entertainment show. I mean, we tend to sort of cross pollinate all the time. Yeah. Um, you know, my background is mostly in an entertainment and comedy, and so is Sean's, but we probably do more factual, factual entertainment yes. at the moment, um, partly because of Meredith's influence. Um, so so I think anyone trying to get into entertainment television should just, just watch lots of telly, yeah. mostly unscripted. But it might be a brilliant idea. We were watching Black Mirror a so long ago, I think it was the um, episode of Charlie Brooker, uh, of course he produced, but but the, you know the, it was the one where they were, uh, everyone was rated, do you remember that one? Oh uh, episode? Yeah. yeah. and everyone yeah. was rated. We was talking about that, I was there something in that as a, is a game show or yeah. a reality show where you're rating everybody that you meet. So, so I think I think just sort of um, watching telly is yeah. really important. Um, uh, and also, and you know, we talked about some of the old shows. I think that's a good place to sort of start as well. Um, you know, when you're in development teams or, or in creative discussions. Having lots of those references is important, or going, oh, you know that mechanic from that show that when in nineteen ninety seven, could we use that in this new show here or there, or yeah. could we explore a similar thing? Um, but yeah, just watch loads of telly.
1: Great.
2: And who's your TV hero? My TV hero. Ah, um, oh, it's embarrassing if I say that because I don't really know. Uh, it's like <laughs> <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> who's my TV hero? Ah, you know what I'm going to say at the moment. There's quite a few people. There's people I really admire and look up to and have been really supportive and good to me. Um, so I really like Danny Cohen, obviously, uh, from the BBC. Tim Hinks, is, is, I think is incredible. Um, uh, but my favourite of all favourites is Ash Atala, who I love. Um, and he's a good friend. And uh, I think Ash, like, because I think he, he's done an extraordinary thing throughout his career. like He's consistently just knocked it out of the park. And, um, and yeah he's got a really different perspective on the world he's a brilliant company uh if he's not up for one of those sort of awards for you know in 10 15 years lifetime achievement mm. it'd be a travesty because he's yeah he's, he's extraordinary so ash he'll be pleased to hear that he will be he will be well well that
1: is all my questions thank you very tell. much holly thank thanks you for so asking much. your I'm questions
2: you're welcome thank you mm.